You already know what it is, man. It's that nigga Nard. Uh, unfortunately, man, my work schedule's been kind of hectic lately, so I have not been able to record um, with the gang how how I usually do, man. I miss my my, my boys out there, but you know I always gotta get my input in, uh, no, no matter what the situation is. You gonna hear what the fuck I gotta say. But uh, lately, man, it's been a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff going on in sports um, since the last time I was on with y'all. Uh, and the first thing that I'm obviously going to get into, I can't even call it the playoff. You know what I'm saying? I have to call it the, you can't even call it the coming out show for Joe Burrow because that was this season. This is just the tournament of Burrow. That's what the fuck I'm going to call it. Because if you see what he did to Oklahoma, uh, I don't even want to say throughout the first throughout the uh, whole game, just in the first fucking half, seven touchdowns. I believe he finished with eight. He had a rushing touchdown in the second half, something like that. Uh, receiver Jackson, uh, four touchdowns in the first half. Uh, now, granted, it is Oklahoma. Defense is scarce throughout the state of Oklahoma. Uh, so, I mean, you do have shit like that. But, you know, come on, seven fucking t- You don't give up seven touchdowns in a fucking game. All right? Seven touchdowns in the first half of a national college semifinal. The semifinal. You you win this game, you're going to the national fucking champion. You gave up seven touchdowns in the first half. I mean, to me, it's a bit ridiculous. Um, so when you have things like that going on, uh, and then people are linking Lincoln Riley to this. Huh, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. That's funny as shit. But people are linking um, Lincoln Riley to the Cowboys job. Look at the fuck. Why the fuck would the Cowboys want somebody who obviously is inept to any type of coaching defense? Now, you're a head coach. Obviously, you're an offensive guy. Yes, but you're a head fucking coach, all right, which means you're the coach of both sides of the ball. I don't give a shit what you knew about defense prior to getting that job. As soon as you got that job, your ass should have started thinking, oh, shit, maybe I should learn a little bit about defense here, a little bit about how people couldn't stop me so I can fucking stop them, all right? Otherwise... You end up exactly how Oklahoma did on their asses from from the outset of the game. Jalen Hurts looked like he never played quarterback before. You would have never thought he'd seen a playoff game. He'd been in seven of them. The shit was it was utterly ridiculous, um, and that's that. That was another reason that people were arguing about why would I rather see Alabama or Georgia uh, uh, back in the playoff, even though they lost. Because they're gonna put up a better show. I don't give a fuck who deserves this. Who Listen, when you're playing lesser competition, that shit shows, all right? Alabama has played LSU. Georgia has played SEC competition. They played LSU as well. <clears throat> I would have much rather see a repeat of one of those two games and watch Oklahoma get their ass blown out. That shit was ridiculous. But, you know, it is what it is. They have to uh, spread the money around. You know, it's a big money thing. It's not all about the sport. So, you know, the committee has to do what they have to do to keep people happy, keep their pockets lined, at least in my opinion. But, as every year, there's always at least one good semifinal. Always. And uh, the semifinal between Clemson and Ohio State might have been the best college football playoff game 
maybe semifinal because that at national championship between Clemson uh, and Alabama, the first one, I think that was what uh, was that sixteen uh, with Deshaun Watson and one. Um, if not, correct me. Uh, I feel like that was the best college football playoff game we've seen. Maybe it was the ending uh, that made everybody feel like that. But this Ohio State-Clemson game, and it's funny how Clemson is always involved in these games. Not saying that uh, Dabo is at Nick Saban's level yet. However, however, if Clemson finds a way to beat LSU... Good God. I mean, you're giving Dabo three of the last four back-to-back. Nobody's been back-to-back since Alabama. You're giving him three. Two of them coming against Nick Saban. Or no. Hold on. Let me research that because I don't like being wrong when it comes to my boy Saban. Don't get it twisted. Saban is and will always be. Um, I mean, now, now, now I don't like the whole will always be thing. Um, uh, because, you know, you, you never know who comes along and is uh, um, better. Because, like I said, if Dabo Sweeney goes along and wins four or five more national titles and ends with, with, with seven or eight, you know, if he passes Nick, how can I say that, you know, He's not better than Nick Saban. I can't say that, you know, so I don't want to say that no one will ever be better than Nick Saban. But in my opinion, um, yes, and I was correct. He beat Nick Saban twice for two national titles. Also beat him in the semifinal. Or uh, Alabama beat them in the semifinal. They played three times. Clemson's won twice. Um, Dabo Sweeney wins this national championship against this LSU team. I don't know. He's clearly, he's, because of, listen, this is what I'm saying. I put such a big asterisk on teams when back in the day there was only the Alabama, the Georgia, and people, you know, in Bear Bryant's day when, when, when everybody's going to Alabama and they're going, there's only a few schools that people are, are really, get, they're getting that type of talent. And when I say that type of talent, I mean, Consistent three, four star players. They get those five stars because you know there's not everybody's not getting except for schools like Alabama, Clemson. But everybody's not getting five and six five star player every year, you know. But back in the day, that's how it was. Shit. If you were from Alabama, I didn't give a shit. If you weren't leaving the state of Alabama, you were a five star player. You understand? I don't even think the rating system was like that back then. If a motherfucker saw you play and you had over shit. Whatever was leading, the best player stayed home. All right? It ain't like that no more. It ain't been like that for a while. Now, don't get me wrong. When you're a powerhouse school, you can get kids to stay home. But it ain't going to be for long. If they're not <coughs> if they're not getting what they want. So you better hope your goals align with that kid nowadays. When you look at Justin Fields, he stayed home in Georgia. Um, 
But when, when when competition time came, he quickly transferred. Not saying that it wasn't a bad move for him. You know, I just stick to the fact that if you stay somewhere, stay committed. I don't see why a coach would keep the better player on the bench if you're showing that you're the better player. It's not just in your mind, you know. Um, but goes to Ohio State. Makes it to the college football playoff first year. Sorry. Excellent showing against Clemson. Ultimately don't make it. But there's promise for the future. However, he's a kid from Georgia now playing in Ohio. Trevor Lawrence, a kid from Georgia playing in South Carolina. Tua. I think he, he might have been living in Alabama. But originally from somewhere else because you know where you have to go to get better. When you look at these players now, even when you take it back to, I know he wasn't a superstar like he should have been, but Robert Kimdichie, massive five-star player, all the comparisons to the greats, Julius Peppers and 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 and, and uh, 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 Javon Curse and shit like that, didn't turn pan out like that. I don't even think he's in the league right now, but still, I think he was from. Fucking Georgia ends up playing at Ole Miss. I mean, granted, his brother went there, but still, that's another player from Georgia ends up at Ole Miss. Kids don't stay home anymore. So for Dabo to do what he's doing in this climate, especially going up against Alabama, Alabama was already a titan. It was already set in stone. They haven't winning championships since 09. Dabo wins his first and 16. So we're talking about He's doing it in the age of Alabama dominance to bring Clemson from the bottom. We remember the Taj Boyd days. Not saying Taj Boyd wasn't good, but those were the Clemsoning days. You have a, a, a good season. He comes to the big game and you flop. But oh, came Deshaun Watson. Well, it really started with Sammy Watkins and them, DeAndre Hopkins. But oh, came Deshaun Watson. And that shit was all over. That throw to Hunter Renfro in 2016. Even though it's going to, because it was so close to the end of the decade, even though it's kind of in the middle, that's going to be like the shot heard around the world. That set Clemson off. That pass, that touchdown right then, right there. Set Clemson may set them on an unprecedented run. Who knows? He may top what Nick Saban has done. We don't know. But it all starts with beating LSU, which I don't think is going to happen anyway. I said all that to say I think Clemson is going to get their ass whooped. That's the whole reason I said that. But if they win that game, oh boy, oh boy. Now, for LSU, if they win, I feel like it, it, it's a, it's a, one of those, you know, how you just want to get a pat on the back sometimes, just like a job well done. I feel like that's just a job well done for Ed Orgeron, you know, to come from USC, to think you're going to get that job, to end up losing out on that job, to giving it to, to them, giving it to someone that they ended up firing anyway, um,
to come home and coach in your home, somewhere where you've always wanted to be the head coach. Louisiana State University, you could hear the fucking gumbo in your chest when you talk. And that's no disrespect. That's just a hometown hero. Um, I feel like this will just be a job. He he will be revered in Louis, in the state of Louisiana. Not how Nick Saban is revered in Alabama or Dabo and Clemson or in in South Carolina just yet. But he'll be right up there with Les Miles. When he was, not anymore, obviously, but when Les Miles was at his height, I think Ed Orgeron's right there right now just after that win against um, fucking Oklahoma. Even if they lose this game, now they can't get blown out, but even if they lose this game, LSU fans know what they have in Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron knows what he has in his coaching staff, if he can keep Joe Brady, because we know he's a hot fucking commodity. Um But we, he knows who he is. He knows the type of players he recruits, and he knows that he can get them to play at the at the uh, to the best of their ability. Here's my thing: there can only be one champion every year, and lately, because Alabama's not fucking done. If you watch that uh, their bowl game the other day, they beat Michigan. Uh, you can tell they're not done. All right, they're, they're not. It's it's not over for them. Nick Saban is getting older, but he's still recruiting the best of the best players. The best of the best are still coming there. I believe Tua's little brother is in line. Or no, Mac Jones. If you saw Mac Jones, um, Tua's little brother probably down the line somewhere. But uh, Mac Jones looks like a quarterback. All right. Him and Jerry Judy hooked up for some long passes. Um, He looks like a quarterback. We know there's going to be running backs. This is Alabama. So they'll be back. Georgia didn't flop. Georgia didn't flop. They came out in the Sugar Bowl. They did what they were supposed to do. They got the win. Everybody, you know, uh, I don't believe DeAndre Swift played. They had a couple other guys who didn't play. Um, But ultimately, they ended up beating Baylor. It was a good game. Uh, Matt Rule, by the way. Uh, his name's popped up in the in the Panthers head coaching search, so that's a that's an interesting thing. Um, but if you look at his history at Baylor, I mean, he brought him back. I think they were what like fucking either one and eleven, and now they're in the Sugar Bowl. What within three years? So obviously he knows what he's doing, coaching young men. Now whether that's the reason is because you're motivating young men in the NFL. That's different when they're already grown men getting salaries. You know what I'm saying? So who knows? But um, yeah, Georgia didn't flop. They look good uh, as far as being able to to play against a, a other top competition without all of their players being available, and to still get that victory uh, looked pretty good. Um, so I think college football right now is the best that it's been in a while. Unfortunately, the University of Miami is not part of that, um, and I'll get into that for a second. We need to fucking fire our athletic director. Um, obviously. He knows nothing about football in general our basketball team because I feel like basketball is a little bit different um, it's only five guys any if if you're good at basketball you can compete with other guys you can guard other guys this isn't the NBA you know what I'm saying guys get to the NBA when they're the best of the best 
and and those are the guys that come from college and stuff that can't be competed with, you know. Well, not can't be competed with, but they're just dominant enough to to play in a league of their own, you know. Everybody's not like that. So in college, as long as you have guys that know how to play basketball, strap down, put the ball in the hoop, and you have a decent coach like we do um, with Larinaga, uh, then you'll have a formidable team. You know, you won't be straight garbage. So I, I don't give him any credit for our basketball team, you know, being decent and not being all the way garbage or not being garbage at all. But football, oh, football is a whole fucking different story. You have to know what the fuck you're doing. Alonzo Highsmith, clearly one of the greatest players, and not only players, but men to have come from the University of Miami. Clearly one of the best fullback, running back, whatever you call him, that we've ever seen at our school. Has clear NFL front office experience. Knows what to look for and not to look for. And you're going to tell him, oh, we have to look at other candidates because, and first I'm talking about for a chief of staff position at the University of Miami football, uh, which is pretty much over the head coach. He has control of the whole football program from top to bottom. Manny Diaz doesn't want that. He wants to be able to try or fail. And unfortunately... <clears throat> we don't have time for that, for you to, to for you to figure it out on your own. You need some fucking help because this has been going on for too long. And you being a first time head coach, unfortunately, you were thrown in on the back end of it. But oh, well, you took the job knowing what it was. We are impatient. No, we're not even fucking impatient. It's been long enough. Fuck that. So either. We get Blake James out of there, or we go over top of him and we get Alonzo Highsmith in there. So we can finally ha- have a base for what we're trying to do. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, going to the NFL for a little second. Um, the playoffs are this weekend. At least the wild card is. Uh, I believe the Bills and the Patriots are playing. Hold on, let me see the playoff picture. Because uh, I want to know who plays tomorrow. I know the Bills play the Patriots, but I need to know what day. Okay, so, no, I'm sorry. The Bills play the Texans on Saturday. Uh, J.J. Watt's playing. Um, and also, K1 Alexander, who had the same injury around the same time as J.J. Watt for the 49ers, he started practicing again. So that's some interesting shit. Torn Peck is nothing to fuck around with, so. 
pray the best for both of them. It is wild card weekend. Okay. I got the Texans probably beating the Bills only because of the difference in quarterback. Uh, Josh Allen, he's good. Um, nice, has size, arm, everything mobile. But Deshaun Watson, when he plays the best he can play, is an MVP caliber quarterback. And the Bills just don't have that. The playoffs are different. The playoffs are different. Um, although he's gonna have a, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna have a hard time with Tre'Davious White out there uh, corner, so it's gonna be it's gonna be nice with that matchup against Hopkins. I, I really want to see that, um, but at the end of the day, I feel like they'll be able to make enough plays with other players uh, that when they do get even two of those, if you, even one or two of those long shots in DeAndre's, because DeAndre's not gonna drop the ball. You're not gonna. You know, he's a physical receiver. He's going to get the ball. But as long as he can get one or two of those real deep shots, uh, I feel like the Texans will be all right. Titans and the Patriots. Mike Vrabel going up against his old, his former head coach and teammate, Tom Brady and uh, fucking Belichick. Obviously, the Titans are going to get their ass beat. It's obvious. But the fact that Ryan Tannehill has gotten them in the playoffs um, speaks volumes to the fact that Marcus Mariota is a fucking bum. And that's all I pretty much have to say about that game. Sunday, the Vikings and the Saints play. Kirk Cousins is not a playoff quarterback. Don't even have to talk about it. Saints by 40. Uh, Seahawks-Eagles is, to me... Okay, Bills and Texans is probably more of a toss-up. But Seahawks-Eagles is an interesting game to me because the Eagles should not win this game at all whatsoever. But Carson Wentz has been playing so well, and I don't know if Deshaun is back. I have to look that up. Um, Hold on. Okay, so Deshaun's not back this week. They say he says if they win this week, he'll be back next week. Um, that's interesting. If they can win this game, they get Deshaun Jackson back. Who knows? We seen Nick Foles win a Super Bowl, so hey, Seahawks. I'll give. I'll. I think they'll probably win, but Marshawn looked old last week. But then again, he hasn't played. And don't get me wrong, he hasn't played in eighteen months. Um, he still had a touchdown. He did get stuffed at the end of the game with the one. I mean, when they needed a yard. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I said, it's only one game. Now, granted, this next game is only one game too, but it's a playoff game. You lose this game, you're out. So, hopefully for him, that was a, a refresher course. He just needed to get hit a couple times, and he's back to the old beast mode. You know what I'm saying? So now, if, if he's back to the old beast mode, of Russell Wilson. And they're hitting play action like they were. And he's getting, you know what I'm saying, three and four yards of carry, popping something for, you know what I'm saying, 18 or 20 yards, shit like that. Okay, the Eagles are probably going to lose. But most of their players that are hurt are on the offensive side of the ball. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, after that, we'll get into the divisional round next week. Um and that and that's that's pretty much 
football that I've been watching, man, uh, is 2020. Unfortunately, I wasn't on a decade show, so I'm not about to run down a fat-ass list of my best things of the year. But I will give you all a couple things. Uh, my team of the year... Um, fuck the Warriors. My team of the decade uh, was probably the Heat. I mean, the dominance, the, the fear that they put in, in players from the time LeBron got there to the time LeBron went back to the Cavs for that four, those four seasons was ridiculous. Uh, unfortunately, we did lose two finals, but we also won back-to-back championships, uh, and that says more than enough because the only time it was done after that <coughs> was a cheating-ass, bitch-ass team, so we know how that goes. Um... My player of the decade, obviously, is LeBron James. Look how many finals that nigga went to in how many years. What else is there to talk about? Comeback of the decade, Tiger fucking Woods winning the Masters. That shit was my comeback. I don't give a fuck who did what. Tiger Woods won the fucking Masters, all right? All right? 2018, I mean 2019, Tiger Woods won the Masters. That shit's crazy. Shit. Other than that, it's been a hell of a ten years. It was a hell of a year last year, man. And we're gonna keep it moving. I'm out.